Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast. And you, how to make money in the world. Speaking of traveling in the world, Baguio, which is about five hours north of me. We'll be actually heading to Manila because I got my big book launch event. I'm publishing my first kid's book, uh, which is all about exploring this one, which is all about South America. And in the book, we cover, uh, uh, you know, the major sightseeing attractions of South America, uh, like Penaguazu Falls, uh, the Bolivian Soft Flats, Rio de Janeiro. So it's a book uh, focused on inspiring parents to be with their kids, passionate about travel from a young age. Uh, so make sure you grab a copy for the father in your life, available everywhere. Amazon. And uh, while we're traveling, we love doing our interview series. We actually had over 400 episodes. Yes, over 400. Uh, in about a year, 15 months, 15 months, uh, we've done 400 episodes. And we're going to keep going. Our next big milestone is the big 500. Interested in being on a show? Definitely reach out. Uh, you can reach me at daddyblogger.com, also digitalnomadmastery.com. And uh, on this uh, episode, uh, Amy, who I had the chance to meet in person, uh, we met in uh, San Juan del Sur, Nicaragua. We hung out stuff, checking out the beaches and the sightseeing. Uh, we, I went to a couple of Amy's improv events. At I had a great time connecting with Amy. Uh, so, uh, and we still stay connected, uh, even though uh, Amy's back in Florida. And uh, you know, Google Hangouts and Skype and all, we're able to still keep connecting. And I've invited Amy to be on our show here to talk about play. Uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, internet marketers, digital nomads, we typically get so stressed out. I know I'm guilty of being so stressed hard. And of course I play because I got three young kids, uh, but um, you know, I still don't play enough. And uh, Amy is the expert at play. We're talking about how you can actually incorporate play into your life. Um, no matter how much you're playing, you're not. Uh, so, Amy, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing over there in beautiful, sunny Florida today? Thank you for having me. Florida has not been so sunny. We've been having a series of storms and flash floods. So it's a good time to play inside. It's funny you mention that because here in the Philippines, uh, it was actually quite sunny, but then it's been rainy and uh, it was raining so out for the whole overnight and uh, uh, you know I had uh, no internet oh my god no Wi-Fi for a whole day wow. <laughs> by the way we might have some Wi-Fi hiccups here in the interview so apologies to all of our listeners in advance for any uh, internet issues I hashtag blame the internet it's all the internet's fault always blame the internet for everything Amy why don't we get to know you personally, but for the sake of the people listening and watching here today, why don't you do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself? Okay, so I'm the Chief Adventure Officer of the Adventure Project. So what that means is I lead play adventures. So I'm a certified laughter yoga leader, and I've been doing improvisational theater for more than 15 years. So I run an improv training center for grown-ups in St. Augustine, Florida. And um, I also do kids camps. So this this week I'm in the middle of kids camp at the local theater and I'm doing adult classes at night. I'm helping my upper level students. 
put together their graduation show, which will happen at the end of the month. So it's a it's a busy time. For the people who are listening and watching, not everyone's familiar with the term improv, and it, yeah. it might mean different things to different people. Yes. Well, so, and explain it, uh, kind of elaborate on what it means to you. Okay, so improv theater way back started when theater was getting too snooty. So in England, they started doing theater without a script, and it was sort of like a sports match. And so it was in an attempt to reach the common people. Over time, it traveled to Canada and then it came into the US. I started doing it more than 15 years ago when I was getting divorced as a way to start a new chapter. So uh, modern day improv, a lot of people know the TV show, Whose Line Is It Anyway? So that's short form improv games. And um, as I continued my training, I started to develop a liking for long form improv, which is like a play without a script based on an audience suggestion. Awesome, uh, thank you for uh, sharing uh, more about improv. A lot of people might have this kind of, uh, kind of understanding of it as a show. You go to the theater and then uh, you just sit down and then uh, you throw out some ideas, but the actor and all the improv. But uh, when I had a chance to meet you, I, I got a whole different perspective on it in terms of uh, really making your daily life, uh, incorporating your marriage, incorporating your parenting, incorporating your business and your health. Mm -hmm. And so I really like this holistic improv uh, approach that you've developed. Uh, so tell us about, uh, you know, how, how have you uh, kind of turned your passion into a business? Um, so I did years of marketing and nonprofit management and improv on the side. And what I realized with improv is that it was a big stress buster for me. And you have to be completely in the moment when you're improvising and it became like a moving meditation. So I'm a yoga practitioner, and the hard part for me about yoga, besides the difficult poses, of course, is being by yourself on the mat. And you know, I always have a conversation with myself on the mat, like, okay, you're on the mat, be in the moment, be in the moment, be in the moment, be in the moment. And uh, that's rough. <laughs> and when I'm improvising, I can't not be in the moment or else I can't improvise. So it became like this amazing break from all the stresses of real life, work, everything. And my students have a little ritual that they do at the beginning of classes. They'll circle up, face the outside of the circle, close their eyes and breathe and stretch. And that tees up the time that we're gonna to spend together because it signifies the end of what happened on the other side of the door and the transition to what's about to happen inside the room together. And it's this, I look at it as a gift. Um, yes, it's theater. And it's also a place where we can get in touch with uh, being a kid again, 
where we can fail and find joy in failure, find gifts in failure, where we can connect to people who we might not otherwise connect with and really develop personally and professionally, even though we're having fun in the process and um, playing games that are seemingly designed for kids. They're um, immensely rewarding because they take us out of our, our day to day and they also help build skills. Okay, sorry about internet hiccup. Did you have a chance to finish uh, answering the question, Amy? I did. Okay, okay. So uh, um, in terms of play, uh, because you're incorporating in improv and play into everyday life situations. So when I think of play, I mean, they might be thinking of playing video games, playing a guitar, maybe playing in the playground with your kids or playing a sport. Uh, but, but, but you have to you know, incorporate it into your everyday life. So how can you do that? How, how do you uh, feel play into the... Uh... It's, it can be so simple because the idea of play through improv is not about winning or losing. There's no um, race to get to the end. It's not about finishing. It's not about earning there's no points it's all about connecting so uh you know it's as simple as the game that i played with you and your kids in san juan do sur you know telling a group story and you add your piece to the story and say pass and that's something that you can do on a road trip it's something that you can do with someone on an airplane you know and you know I like to travel, so some of these games are so unbelievably simple, and they um, not only break the ice, but they make it easier to connect with people because you've gone through, um, you know, a fun shared experience, and then you're able to open the door up for other conversation. And you know, the other thing too is people will say, "Well, I can't do that. I can't do improv." but we're all improvising every day because life is unscripted. So to put a little bit of fun in that scriptless life is a great gift. How would you uh, suggest that? Because obviously if we had one of your workshops or retreats, then you're facilitating and you're uh, kind of creating Magical uh, Amy with us, uh, you know, in a <laughs> play improv into a uh, you know area in our life, in our families, in our marriages, in our parenting, in our health, in our businesses, in our work, in our friendships, and more. 
I lost you for a second. Oh, did you hear my question, Amy? Nope. I missed it. I was it. just asking you, like, uh, if people want to play, if they don't have a facilitator like you or oh. Gary or, um, you know, having someone in the room. Uh, how can they do it without a facilitator? Super simple. If you're with a small group, you can just take turns and everybody can be in charge of a game. And a game doesn't have to be difficult. Um, a game can be as simple as telling a story together. It can be as simple as creating a pattern together or creating um, a machine together or uh, getting a, a bell or not even a bell, just saying the word ding and making a new choice in conversation. Um, you know, so a lot of students in improv will say, oh, we can't do anything without the teacher. Um, and they realize that they can, they just are scared to do it. Um, on our show, we love covering both business and travel, and you're an avid traveler, even your business venture connected into it. So tell us also about your travels. I, obviously, you were just in Nicaragua. Um, you know, I see on social media, you ask different retreats and different workshops, and you'll be going to Costa Rica. Uh, tell us about uh, some of your travels up to now, where in the world you So the first time I left the country was um, when I was a student in college and I went to Mexico and I fell madly in love with a local in Mexico. And we had a long distance love affair for about a year and a half. So that kind of started me on my, my path to love travel. Um, you know, well, one of the reasons I, I really love travel is kind of like why I love improv is because it's the unknown. And now we think we know everything because of the internet. So we, we see everything, we research everything. And then when we actually get there, um, is it going to be exactly like what we read on Facebook or what we read on Brahmer or Lonely Planet, whatever. Um, maybe it is, maybe it's not. And more importantly, what's our individual experience going to be and how can we connect in a way that's meaningful to us? And, um, you know, I have friends who tease me because um, I used to work in animal welfare and I used to have quite a lot of cats, as you know. So I'm always looking to make friends with the local cat population. And, um, you know, I'll say to people, there's what the guidebook says, and then there's what your heart says, and what do you want to see? I always see if there's a local improv community. I always ask about the local animal welfare situation. Um, 
I'll always want to spend time with um, either a small business owner or some, someone in the arts or someone who um, practices a, a socially responsible enterprise, you know, like, like we did when we were in, in Nicaragua. And I always look for ice cream too. <laughs> Tell us about some of your upcoming travels. I know uh, you're not just traveling for travel alone, but you also do workshops when you travel, either organizing them and facilitating them or being part of them. Uh, so tell us about you organize them and what are some of your upcoming ones? Um, so I am, after attending the World Domination Summit, um, where I'll be doing some um, presentations about the importance of play, I'm headed to the San Juan Islands off the coast of Washington. And um, I'm gonna be going to a tiny island to do uh, an improv workshop literally for everybody. So this will be open to <laughs> the entire community, might have kids, might have seniors, might have everybody in between. And so that'll be the first time that the local um, community has been touched by improv. And then I'll be uh, taking a boat to another island up there to hopefully replicate the same thing. Um, I really, really love to meet uh, local communities through improv. I love it. It's a way to um, interact with them in, um, in sort of a, a scary, you know, environment and the reason why it's scary is because they don't know what i'm going to do and i don't know how they're going to react to it and then by the end we all end up being friends so in the fall i'll be spending my birthday in costa rica and i have a good friend actually who i met at the world domination summit who's now living there so i'm hoping to set up a workshop there as well or as we like to call them play shops Yeah, event for people who are into travel. Uh, has been one of the only people to visit every single country in the world. There's only about 200 people in human history who visited every country. of World Domination Summit is one of them. And we intend to be one of them too. Oh. The first family to visit every country in the world. So, uh, Amy, uh, you know, I think. Uh, on workshops is a great uh, thing for our listeners to learn about because a lot of digital nomads that work online, uh, but they also want to organize workshops, retreats, conferences while they're traveling. And you've done this in several parts of the U.S. So tell us about how do you organize live in because you're in Florida, but you do these in different states and cities. Uh, tell us about uh, the process. How do how do you make that happen? It's difficult um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So what I found is it's always better if you have some connection to the local community. Um, so for example, last summer I did a kids camp in a small town in Colorado and um, you know that was through a family member and it worked out great for the community and great for the kids and great for me. Um, sometimes I will reach out to, uh, a place 
a person not knowing the place and not knowing the person, like what's coming up uh, next month in the San Juan Islands. And um, I tell them who I am and, and what I do and try to find a connection between their organization and their interests and what I do here in Florida. So that has helped. Um, but it really is, um, there's no formula. Um, <clears throat> there is only uh, the desire to, to reach out to communities who may not otherwise be able to touch this. Like I don't do a lot in, um, in big cities because they have access, you know? So I really, really love to get into the small towns. <clears throat> awesome. Those are some insights. Uh, definitely connect. Chance to do one in Medellin, Colombia, Lima, Peru. Uh, I also speak at different events. Uh, uh, I'll be speaking in Manila actually on Father's Day. So, yeah, it's oh, definitely yeah. good to connect with the locals. Uh, connect with the local people. Uh, reach out to organizers. If you look at the Meetup community, oh. most Meetup organizers are always looking for a speaker. And yes. Yes. If you say you're from Canada, from the U.S., you're coming into the town and um, you'd love to speak for free, um, you know, like that's organized because then they can say they have an international speaker coming in. They're going to have a big turnout. And, of course, you can promote your own products and services and still make money, even though it might be a free, quote-unquote, uh, speaking gig. So, yeah, okay. yeah definitely uh, important and uh, a great way to get the word out to do events, uh, so organizing them but also kind of leveraging the people who already organize events and just show up and speak there. That's much easier than uh, doing Absolutely. it yourself. Um, it's a great, great uh, thing for uh, nomads to do. So Amy, in conclusion here, I'm curious to know what's your vision forward? Uh, you're quite traveling, doing these workshops. Tell us your big picture vision for your life, for your business, for your travels. Uh, tell us about what, Amy. Oh, such a simple question, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, I, I love ending. I love ending the show with these simple questions. <laughs> well, what I would love to keep doing is uh, building this community here in St. Augustine. We're about to have our third graduating class from the training center later this month. So I've only been here in St. Augustine for a little over two years. So that's a that's a big deal. And then now that I understand the rhythm of the town, um, I know that in a beach town, people don't want to be tied down in the summer. So using that summertime to uh, continue to build the kids camps and to travel. Um, and I think that uh, one of the things that made me really nervous about setting up the training center here was um, being tied down because I am such a, a big traveler. And knowing that there are these natural breaks in the year that people in my community don't wanna be tied down is like a hallelujah to me because it enables me to travel and to bring this work I do elsewhere. So I wanna continue to um, balance the local play with the play on the road. Sounds exciting. Great times ahead for you, Amy. So, uh, if I connect with you, 
uh, to learn about the importance of play and improv, maybe to attend one of your upcoming events and workshops. Uh, how can they and more? They can check out my website at uh, adventure-project.com. Right, nice and easy, nice and easy. So uh, once again, Amy's website project.com adventure-project.com I love the links to uh, her website and social media below uh, so, so thank you Amy it's all you and I uh, wish you the best in your improv journeys ahead I look forward to connecting again with you soon have a great Father's Day Ricky uh, once again apologies for the Wi-Fi I know there was some lag there but my means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. So, uh, you know, hopefully you're able to do, get the gist of uh, all the questions. And uh, Ricky, you know what it means? Uh, make sure you leave us a rating and review. That really helps us on iTunes and also on YouTube. Uh, we're in both video form and audio form. Once again, a reminder, make sure you grab a copy of my brand new book all about family travel to South America and beyond. First part, uh, South America covering all seven continents. Uh, so make sure you grab that on Amazon and daddyblogger.com. So thanks, everyone, and make sure you follow us on nomadmastery.com. Happy travels.